0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for December 21st. Sci-fi on the big screen in the 1970s was hit or miss at the beginning of the decade. The most recent movie benchmark for the genre had been Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Early 70s sci-fi movies tended to instead follow their modern-day drama counterparts, oozing the cynicism and fatigue left over in the wake of Vietnam and Watergate. The late 70s and a little movie called Star Wars put awe and wonder back on the table, and suddenly every studio was dusting off post-2001 sci-fi. Sci-fi scripts that had been gathering dust on the back burner. Even Disney, which spent much of the 70s leaning into live-action rather than animation, pulled such a project off the shelf and dusted it off. The result premiered on this day in 1979 under the title of the Black Hole. The Black Hole began development years before Star Wars as Space Station One and quickly became Space Probe One. Pitched and planned as a family-friendly sci-fi take on disaster flicks like The Poseidon Adventure or The Towering Inferno, following all the tropes of that genre, a large all-star cast playing characters with interlocking backstories and interconnected fates. Instead of a huge tidal wave or an out-of-control fire in a high-rise, a black hole would provide the jeopardy that wreaks havoc for all these characters and their massive spacecraft. Rewrites and a lengthy all-expenses-paid stay in Hollywood development hell gradually away literally every part of the original outline except for the black hole itself, and a sole mention in the dialogue that the formal name of the mission of the USS Cygnus was Space Probe 1. In a moment, the story keeps changing, and yes, make way for hashtag floaty robot buddies. It may be impossible for matter or even light to escape a black hole, but it was almost harder for this movie to make it to a stage where Disney was ready to roll cameras on it. Because of all the money that had been spent on design work for various stages of the evolving script, involving legendary space artist Robert McCall and the return of Peter Ellenshaw, who only thought he retired from showbiz, Disney executive Ron Miller championed the project, when many other studios would have written off the development costs and called it done. Other than making the black hole viable again, Star Wars had other significant influences, including the addition of two cute, friendly robots and one less cute, kind of terrifying robot. With Roddy McDowell providing the voice of Vincent, it seemed that Disney had combined R2-D2 and C-3PO into one marketable package. Vincent's arch enemy, the mute, menacing Maximilian, was responsible for the on-screen murder of Anthony Perkins' character, a scene which pushed the movie firmly into shocking PG territory, with the last vestiges of its disaster movie roots showing as the Cygnus is torn apart by the black hole complete with an inscrutable 2001-style ending for good measure. Despite a flood of merchandise at the time of the Black Hole's release, the movie was generally considered a flop almost immediately. And the years have not been kind either. None other than Neil deGrasse Tyson singled out the Black Hole for having some of the worst science ever to feature in a science fiction movie. And while the HD release of the movie reminded us that the sets and matte paintings and design work were amazing, it also reminded us that the hovering robots sometimes hang from all too visible piano wires. And yet... Disney had a remake of the Black Hole in very slow development around 2010, with Tron Legacy director Joseph Kaczynski originally set to direct this potential franchise revival too. It's been very quiet on the Black Hole front since then, because if the 1979 original was a consolation prize for not having thought of Star Wars in the first place, Disney has compensated by buying Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise in the years since. Is there still room for Vincent and old Bob in the 21st century? Stay tuned. This has been five minutes of science fiction history. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry Podcast.